Welcome back. We are glad you have chosen to join us for the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message from Luke chapter 6, verses 12 through 19, making good decisions. Pastor Tim asks, why is it so critical to hear from God when you are faced with one of life's big decisions? Because choices have consequences. And whereas you are free to choose whatever choice you want, you are not free to choose the consequences of that choice. Here's Pastor Tim. All right. So we're going through this. We say we're talking about making good decisions. I said there are three stages, but I mean, we've already gotten, gotten to the point of making the decision, right? <laughs> Two stages ought to be enough. I prepared for the decision. I made the decision. That should be enough. Let's go home. <laughs> nope, not yet. Don't go home yet. Because there's stage three. Stage three is consequences. You got to learn to live with the decision. Good or bad. Learn to live with the decision. Listen, every decision that God gives to you is not going to be pleasant. Every decision that God gives to you is not going to be easy. Every decision that God gives to you is not going to throw a focus on you. You have to learn to live with whatever God chooses to do. I was telling the, the 830 group about 22 years ago. Dean and I were in Griffin. Alex was a baby. And uh, we knew that, I mean, I don't know how to explain it. We just knew that we were through. We knew that God was about to send us somewhere else. We've been talking to this church in Birmingham, and, uh, or outside of Birmingham, and it, it just seemed like, I mean, everything seemed to just be falling into place, you know? I mean, it just seemed like the, the right thing to do, and so we began to pray. It's like, God, we want to make the right decision. So if this isn't right, you know, close the door. I didn't ask him to slam it in my face. <laughs> but he slammed it and he locked it with a bolt right behind him. You know, with a three-letter or three-sentence email that basically said, have a good life. You know, that was on Friday. On Sunday, we heard from Britt David. You've got to make sure that you make those right decisions, even if they're uncomfortable, even if the consequences aren't what you could imagine. God has a purpose for what he's doing. Let's go through this. There are some consequences to Jesus' decision. All right, let me give you three of them. First of all, these men became his companions. They became his companions. Look at verse number 17. It says, and Jesus came down, don't miss this, with them. With them. Mark's gospel talks about when he chooses his disciples. It says that he called them to be with him. To be with him. They're going to be his constant companions for the next three years. Where Jesus goes, they go. You know, wherever, wherever Jesus turns, there's a daggone disciple you know, standing right there needing something from him. But these are now his friends, so to speak. They are his companions, by the way. Parents, grandparents, you know, make sure that your kids are choosing good friends. You know, pray for them. It's, it's as important to pray for your children and grandchildren's friends than it is to pray for your children and grandchildren. You know, when our kids were 
were born or, you know, before they ever started school, we begin to pray about the friends that they would have because we recognize that they're going to have a great influence on them. Now, I, I can't translate that back to this exactly, that they're going to have a great big influence on Jesus, you know. Jesus is going to have a great big influence on them, but I do know this. It's important who you spend time with. And Jesus is going to be with them. They are going to be with him all the time. There's companions. But secondly, they're more than companions. They're his co-laborers. Let's finish out this paragraph. It says, He came down with them and... He, he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem, from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. And look at what happens. And they were healed. The whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. You know, I mean, there's a lot of folks going to coming to Jesus, aren't there? Gee, we're coming out of the woodwork. You know, I mean, even in this, in this one passage, they're coming from all over the place with all sorts of needs and all sorts of problems. Who's going to help Jesus? These 12 men. When, when there's a big crowd and they say, man, we need to, we need to feed these people. Who is it that's going to sit them down in groups of 50? These men. Who's going to carry them fish? These men. Who's going to carry them bread? These men. Who's going to be in the room when Jesus lays on that child? These men. Who's going to be there when Jesus is doing his greatest of works? It's these men. These are the ones that are going to be there. They are his co-laborers, and as they are, so are we. In this day, we are called to be co-laborers together with him. What he is doing in this world, we are to be doing in this world. We become his hands. We become his feet. We become his mouthpiece. It's important then for us to spend time with him. We are a product of those decisions. Listen, at some point, way before the foundation of the world, he made a decision about you. Sometime in your life, you have made a decision about Him. And now we're living with that decision, right? We're serving Him because He saved me. We worship Him because He is worthy. Every decision that we make has consequences in our walk with Jesus. We want to make sure that these people that Jesus is pouring his heart and his life into, more than anybody else, that they're getting it. Right? All right. Let me give you one more. They became his continually. Continually. I mean, these are the men that when Jesus is gone, you know, I mean, they're going to be there for the crucifixion. They're going to know where he's buried. They're going to see the empty tomb. They're going to be there at the ascension. And then these are the men who begin the new church. These are the men who become the first of the missionaries. These are the men who serve when nobody else is serving. These are the men 
who are carrying on the work of God. It was the choice. It was Jesus' choice from the very beginning. This would, these would be the men. And there's no plan B. Same thing's true today. He chose you. You chose him. There is no plan B. There's not any other way that he's going to try to win the world than through the power of his blood and the word of your testimony. That's how he's going to do it. I think I have a little bit of time. I want to give you, I want to give you three things. I want you to write these verses down. You can write the little statements down if you want to, but catch these verses. So I felt like here at the end, we kind of need to talk about <clears throat> some of those ways that when God speaks to you, you know, you mean you're listening for Him, you want to know. So, so what might God do for you that He would help you with those decisions? All right, so we've talked about one already. Let me give you this first. 1 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 4. I would say about that verse that what you're going to find there is that the Lord answers prayers to help you in those decision-making times. So in 1 Samuel chapter 23, David is the king, and he's trying to decide about whether to go into battle or not. It's a big decision, isn't it? It's a decision that carries with it a lot of consequences, not only for David, not only for the nation, but for those men who strap on the weapons and actually go toe-to-toe. Right? So this is what uh, verse 4 says about that. It says, David inquired of the Lord once again, and he answered him. So inquire of the Lord. Ask him. God, I'm at a critical point in my life. What am I supposed to do? What do I do? It says that the Lord answered him. Let me give you another one. Let me give you another verse. 1 Kings chapter 12 and verse 15. 1 Kings 12, 15. What you're going to find there is not just an answer of prayer. This guy's really not much of a prayer. But God works in circumstances. He orchestrates circumstances to help you with those decisions. The king at this point is not David. This king is Rehoboam. He's not a good king even at all. He's trying to decide what to do. And the Bible says that he's got a bunch of young guys that have come around him that want to be his counselors. In fact, he fired all the old guys that had any wisdom and took on these young, <laughs> these young guns that had never seen anything in life and think that they can help him. And he stopped listening to them. And this is why. 1 Kings twelve fifteen says, The turn of affairs was from the Lord that he might fulfill his word. In other words, God might turn your affairs. God might turn your circumstances. Why would He do that? So that you might fulfill His Word. So that you too might be able to walk in obedience. Even if you've not been doing such a hot job about it lately. Let me give you a third. This one you'll probably be very familiar with. It's James chapter 1 and verse 5. James chapter 1 and verse 5 just reminds me that God provides wisdom to help make good decisions. You know what James 1 5 says. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, 
and he will give it to him. Ask God for wisdom. He's got it, doesn't he? He's got it, and I need it. Right? God, I'm asking you what to do. I'm asking for wisdom to know what to do, to be able to weigh what I need to weigh, to be able to see what I need to see, to be able to act the way that I need to act. Let's do this today. Let me ask you to bow your head and close your eyes with me. I don't know where you are in your station of life, but it may very well be that you're right on the cusp of this, that you are, you are, you are right in that same frame of, you know there's a big decision that's coming. You want to make sure that you make it right. Why don't we spend some time talking to the Lord about that? If the first... If the first place of my preparation is to talk to the Lord, then use this. Talk to the Lord. Begin. Father, all around this room, there are some people who need your wisdom, who need your direction, some who just need a little They need a little push. I pray that you would begin to do that for them. Help them even in this passage today to find commands and examples and principles that they can base those decisions on. Decisions that will give you glory. Decisions that will be for their very best. Father, for those that that are contemplating that decision about whether to give their heart to you, whether to step out of the aisle and come to the front, I know that's intimidating. I pray that you give them help right now. Father, for those that are searching out that church home, I pray that you give them direction. Help them to know exactly what to do, where you want them, what you'd have them to do. Father, for those that are, that are having those decisions concerning their own family members, Father, I pray that you'd give them mercy, and grace, and a peace that passes all understanding as they step out in faith. Father, I pray your blessings on them in this moment and as they continue on with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Stand with me where you are. If I can help you today, I want to. But it may be that you just need to continue that prayer. If you want to continue with me, I'll be glad to. But if you want to come and just gather in the altar, spend time with the Lord. I want you to feel free to do that today, okay? Let's sing, let's pray, let's be obedient. Sean? This year at Britt David. We would like to challenge you to share the love of Christ with those you come into contact with each day. Remember, he who wins souls is wise. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David 
Podcast.